0: Yeah, you're loud enough.
1: OK. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. Let me just uh, review my here, what I need to tell you next. Um, please turn off your cell phones, except me. mine right now.
2: My name is Chelsea Sherwood, and
1: I am thrilled to be your moderator for today. Um, The the entirety of the presentation, as well as the Q&A session at the end, are being recorded and broadcast in multiple ways. Uh, You will be able to find this on SACCIS website. On SHA-TV, it also records these presentations, and there will be excerpts from the PowerPoint presentation that they will be using as well. Please remember to put your $14 for your lunch in the bowl at the center of the table or $2 for bottless coffee, tea, and water if you prefer. And please remember to appoint a banker at your table to tally up those loomies and make sure the right amount is in there. It's best work for the organizers if we can make sure that that is done. Okay, so today the session runs exactly the same as every other staff session. Um, we have 25 to 30 minutes for the presentation. Uh, and then we will take a break for lunch, and then we will have the question and answer period for another 25 to 30 minutes, and then call it a day at 1.30, back to our regular programming after that. Um, I'm, I'm very excited to introduce to you today um, half of my, my work team, actually, so, from the Lethbridge Senior Citizens Organization, but, as well as the Lethbridge Elder Abuse Response Network. So today, you will hear briefly from a few people. Robby Ashiro, one of the founders of LEARN, Joanne Linko, who is the LEARN case manager, LeVon Much, who is the LEARN coordinator, and Aaron Vogt, who's the coordinator of support programs at the LSCO, the senior citizens organization. Um, okay, I think that's all the things I have to tell you about. Please give a warm welcome to our presenters.
3: Uh, thank you very much, Chelsea and my Awareable see uh, so many familiar faces. They don't me it's not always a good thing. So, let's talk really quick about why we're here. So, we want to make sure that um, <laughs> the people in the community have uh, an understanding of. How we develop our response to abuse. We also want to develop some awareness around what the issues
2: are. But,
0: okay. Just use the keyboard, yeah.
3: So, so Learn is the leopard Elder Abuse Response Network. And Learn is a collaboration between human service organizations. Um, blah, blah, blah. We all work together to help deal with the issues of elder abuse in Leperge. It's quite, quite that simple. Our, our network um, in lepers is probably one of the best functioning yeah. responses to elder abuse in the province. And I'll, I'll talk about that a bit later and explain why. Let's talk a little bit about what elder abuse is. So it's any action or inaction by a person or persons in a trusting relationship that causes harm and distress or over Typically, we're dealing with um, a familial relationships versus um, outside parties to, to, to a or person. Um, for, the, for the fact that um, uh, some of those other things are verging on a criminal nature, it's better to engage with police. And we'll talk about that a bit later as well. So we're talking about things like physical abuse, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, um, financial abuse, sexual abuse, uh, medication abuse, and neglect. But what we're finding is that, well over 95% of the cases we deal with involve financial abuse. And so the other things are secondary or are part of the financial abuse. So you're withholding emotional support you know, while or you're, with, you're you know, psychologically berating or beating someone in order to gain some, something financial. We, we dealt with, and I know Joanne will talk about this, but, but um, our team I learned has dealt with. Involving millions of dollars. And we dealt with things to do with uh, credit card fraud and access to, to bank accounts and things like that. Well, we'll talk a bit about that in a bit more too So the latest statistics Canada information is that about 8% of older Canadians have experienced some form of water abuse. So using that 8% I'm looking at the 2018 numbers of the census, census about 1,300, 1, or 1,300 people over the age of 65, in leverage in 2018, will experience some kind of abuse. So think of that for a second. 8% eight, eight, eight out of 100. So 8 people, roughly 8 to 10 people in this room will experience some abuse. And again, we'll talk about geotic layers of abuse, Financial, obviously is, uh, is, is a big one for us, uh, physical emotional. We've talked more about this one when you get your question answered. So the early work of work, literally work started on the back of the back You know the stories about people sitting out in the beer and they, they're writing that what they should be doing? So in uh, 2009, uh, Marlene Vanity, who was the LCO Support Services Coordinator, Don Vickers from SCSS uh, at City of Lumpridge, and Dan Walpole from the City Police, were at a conference. We're um, over at a conference, and they—they they literally had an epiphany about how they could start the elder abuse response center. In fact, their, their original writing on the napkin um, included a whole bunch of different um, names they could use for learn how it would sound. They had some crazy, crazy names, but maybe they formulated what they saw. It was their vision. That but I I kind of figured I man out and They came up with concepts that can you kind of you know, do, help us do this? Because we had to, to do it at LSU, we had a room, and we had some of the to do The uh, Early
2: work at Learn also was using <coughs> seniors. So we talked about peer
3: to peer education. I think the Wise Isles program, where we had uh, some seniors who do presentations on how to use, talk to groups of seniors, uh, talk to is to people and we did a number
2: of different um, awareness events, body interviews, as well as some uh, professional
3: education for service providers. So, so at some point, it became too much work for uh, Don, and Marlene, and Dan to do on their own. So there's three people with full time jobs and literally doing it on the side, even then, especially. They were literally doing elder abuse off the side of their desk. So Don would get a call to the city, and she'd, she'd email her, or uh, talk to Dan and them, talk to Marley, and, the and they would figure out what services they could provide for seniors that were in you know, county abuse. Our, our system's a little bit different now, but very much, a, the, 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 very much
2: similar in the nature of
3: how elder abuse dealt with. <coughs> The other thing is when you're doing awareness uh, workshops, presentations about elder abuse, it always brings disclosures. So if you don't have people that are uh, equipped to deal with that disclosure, and, and, and uh, which my staff are. Um, it, it was really difficult because all of a sudden people are having this great presentation of elder abuse and they want to come and talk to someone about, well, you know, I want to talk to people about what's happening with me or what's happening you had some of the, the people doing the workshop or you equipped to deal with that, they happened to put the person off and, and refer to somewhere else. So you, you might have lost that opportunity to deal with another abuse issue. Uh, the work became more complex. when We talk about uh, financial abuse. trying to unravel bank accounts and investments and land ownership. Um, we had to bring in lawyers. We had to bring in uh, people from banks and other this. They also Experience with a peer-to-peer uh, presentation, we experienced some um, uh, age-related decline. Mm-hmm. Literally, some of our best presenters uh, started getting impatient, and maybe doing a presentation and kind of a train of thought, and the presentations or talking about something else. And so that's when we understood that we needed uh, we need to professionalize it a bit one. Uh, we don't need to sometimes, so you seniors to talk to seniors. So, so the, the, the event that Marlene and Dan and Dawn went to in 2008, 2008, was an elder abuse forum in Ottawa, about so people to start talking about elder abuse as a national issue. And that's when they went away and they, they talked about how we could do it. Now. Mm-hmm. They, they helped focus groups with the service providers in the community to say, how, how would you like to work together? One of the first things they did as a collaborative effort, do you a know, senior safety calendar. I don't seen our senior safety calendar. Well, more of you see it. I know because some of you have it. Okay, that whole table at the back, I know you'd see because you guys take one. So the <laughs> senior safety calendar is, is a, was a brave child, it was a brain way, it was an unbelievably successful um, tool and device to get out of these information to possibly. So this calendar is all about safety issues. Uh, internet safety, and talking to people in the street, talking to people in your house, uh, until you have the right kind of walk uh, uh, in your doors. And right? In, in part of it was a whole bunch of other information. So the senior safety calendar was, was a brilliant
2: way, So that people don't have elder abuse sitting in their house, so the abuse of very. They're not going to question a whole
3: calendar of safety, um, uh, of safety tips, but they will question the people having brochures. So that's, that's why the brochures are more for professionals, and the calendar is more for seniors in our community. And on the back is a list of resources that they can call. Not just an element of abuse resources, but resources that see. So or that kind of hiding points so I won't talk, really, we like that term, the words, is hiding place. works. So we have a we have intervention and we have case management with with Joanne and the police. We do education awareness, we do presentations. Uh, uh, Joanne sits on the Alberta uh, Elder Abuse Awareness Council. So we a group of people across the province uh, that that meet and and discuss elder abuse issues and talk about how they can uh, deal with issues more uh, effectively. And we have a community collaborative response to what learn is all about. Community organizations working. As a collective and as a multidisciplinary body that we can draw information from uh, in order to, to solve uh, issues. So the learner model is, is pretty unique and, and th- this is this is a smaller version of. Um, we have one that has all these other balloons on it, but it would be too much. It's just too much ingest at one point. So. So we get a referral that comes in to the case manager which is join. The case manager decides how, how she wants to deal with it. Uh, or, uh, or more more I would say complex cases, she'll bring into our shared Joanne also uh, does uh, collaborate with other people in the community. She's dealt with banks, she's dealt with lawyers, she's dealt with the legal system. Uh, Joanne's you know, uh, an interesting person for us because she has a, a lifetime of work as a, a criminal So she has investigation uh, background. She has the ability to cut through some of the uh, cut through some. Of Also, learn also does network coordination, so the we'll mobile talk a little bit good, and the information learn. So that's learn. So let me jump into the response learn with our case manager and the way our, uh, our social worker at you know, support them.
4: at the other end of the telephone. Um, Is that a professional that's calling in, the senior themselves that's calling in, a neighbor, a friend, a family member who's concerned about that senior? I'm at the other end of the telephone, (coughs) picking up and saying, can you tell me what happened? So I'm the one that looks for the information, I do the intake, and that is taking the information. So I'm looking to find out if it meets what we call our mandate. Is it elderly? The nice thing that happens is if it's not elder abuse, then I can make a referral to my colleagues. So Aaron there and LeVon, both of which are social workers like myself, who could provide supports to a senior who may be in a situation that is not good, but is not elder abuse and I would refer out. Um, as the cycle before talked about, I take the intake and then I do the assessment. So part of the language that I use is I may make a So I may go directly to the senior's home. I may go with LaLon or Aaron, or I may go with my partner, um, Constable Cara Hagan, to see if there's a situation that we need to respond to. Um, The nice part about that is if there's anything that is criminal in nature, we can address that right then and there. And the purpose of the assessment is to provide support to that senior. They drive the bus. They're the ones who are going to guide What kind of support services they want to see? I follow their lead. Um, Once we've made an investigation, so that means have I determined that there has been elder abuse? What do we need to do at that point? So, like I said, in conjunction with the senior, we make a plan of action. And sometimes that means um, going to the bank and taking a look at what records indicate has there been any. It may mean working with BSU, Victim Services Unit, to provide the senior uh, support in going to court. if There's been a situation where there's been fraud with one of their credit cards. After we've determined that, the nice thing is we get to follow that. So back in there lies the case management responsibility. Um, we've never set timelines about how long we're to stay involved. Um, what we do is we're basing that on the senior who's in that particular situation and then um, we can filter out so if I have a senior where there's a situation with financial abuse and that impact has been so great to them part of the service that I can do is refer to Aaron or LeBond so that they're some short-term counseling because when a senior is dealing with a situation where their grandson their son their daughter has taken money from them that leaves them in a very very So that takes a look at the process and where things go. Um, I'm always looking for safety plans, as my colleagues would. We safety plan everything. If there's something where there's a potential for that senior to be at risk, who are they going to call? What do they need? What responses can we provide? How can we assist them in staying safe in that particular situation? And we do that by writing it down in their the case management talking about the sequence of steps. And again, the senior defines what that's going to look like. Um, The safe suite. This is new, brand new. The safe suite is if I walk in with a police officer or I've got a senior who comes to me and says, I'm not as a team, we have the ability uh, to place that senior, um, obviously together collectively in a
1: senior's facility. So
4: the city of Lethbridge, uh, through Don's work, um, Marlene's work, Rob's work, they were able to say, we need some place that if something happens, can we remove that senior from that situation and place them somewhere where they will be safe. So in conjunction with Green Acres and Harbor House, we have the ability to remove the senior from the situation and place them at one of the facilities that Green Acres runs. They don't tell me which one of those facilities in their the plus to that senior. They are placed in that home. If they wish to remain after, they can. If we work towards moving them home, we can also do so, working with three makers the other thing that Harbor House does is any after hours um, situations that arise, or any weekend situations that arise, so collectively, the three of us have worked together to provide what we describe as a safe suite for seniors. The ability to, as Bob has put it, place them in the community and hide them in place. We have done three of them. Um, two of those seniors remain at that facility. And, and sometimes it's just beyond words the impact that it has had when they describe to me That I hold is funded by the Freedom of Crime Fund through the Alberta Solicitor General system. And it's a, I've been funded for another three years. Again, um, it's focused on the senior. It is senior focused. And part of that is to make sure that we're connecting them to the community. which is a wonderful community with a great deal of resources. As Lilon will describe, our network is big. So the ability for us to access outside community. Well, for seniors is um, huge, and then again, follow up. We're, what the senior wants in terms of follow up services is what we're able to provide.
0: Welcome, Lilan. Here, I, I want to speak to um, the network. We, I joined our Learn as a coordinator. When I walked in, I walked into a completely intact, well developed network program. The uh, network meets every two months. We have over 20 human service uh, agencies that are involved with with the program. I can speak to some of them as um, the uh, LPS, Lefty Police Services, Red Cross, we have banking uh, members for banking Counselors, Alberta Health Services, and when we meet, we um, provide all of those um, networking opportunities. When I walked in, if I didn't know uh, something where to go to, we had the opportunity to sit down and meet um, and spell each other off, and, and it's an intact network support. So this the service that Joanne provides, and myself and Aaron provide, we spell off and go to the out, out next level. Get more information and more supports and resources. There are three levels. The level one is our steering committee, level two, is um, provides human service providers, and they also provide those resources for us. And, and level three, members of our network help with things like our safety calendar, our world elder abuse uh, day prevention.
2: Anytime I've
0: had to ask for anyone, there's been people step forward all the time. That I hold as a coordinator came from the uh, coordinated community, uh, coordinated crime um, position, and uh, that will be uh, moving forward and phasing out. I also am half time with uh, the like senior citizens part, so that's where the case management and social work part collaborate together. So. And I want to emphasize, just starting out when I came, I have found those outside networks, those outside helping service agencies to be incredibly helpful. We collaborate together on some very challenging cases where I may step back as a social worker. One of the other uh, human service providers steps in and provides that support and wraparound service for that senior. Joanne talked about there's not a specific time limit. And that holds so true in working with um, older adults who are needing support and also maybe providing some support to members of their families so that we can help move that uh, senior forward. And we meet every two weeks, talked about uh, the levels of knowledge and experience. There's a lot of give uh, to take back and forth on the uh, network. We adapt, we evolve, and we
3: The thing about our steering committee, we talk about the composition of it, is uh, social work, social worker from the hospital, uh, a constable from, uh, from the Lubbock Police Service, uh, and uh, our staff at LSEO that deal with social issues. So there's a synergy in that group, but when we together and Joanna puts cases forward, that we're able to throw out ideas and, and, and try to give the best information to Joanna. What happens often is Service and say, Okay, I got such a more we need to go do this, this, and this. And then Joanne Kara will really go and, and do a co investigation case. Um, they'll go right to people's homes. And, and the interesting thing is that, that Kara has her um, in her system, she knows whether or not these people are going to the police or not. So she can give. Joanna and I once so uh, we thought we'd go and talk to a guy about some stuff. We didn't realize that um uh, Kara was off that day, so when she couldn't come, we didn't realize this guy uh, had surveillance all over his house. And he was watching us the whole time while we were walking around trying to walk on our doors and looking, seeing people were there. And she said, "And interestingly he's he's not a nice guy to deal with and you guys probably shouldn't have been going without the police. Yeah. But we didn't know that. Several other cases like that that, um, uh, that has been really helpful for us at the police and, and also a hospital social worker because there's, there's medical issues and there's been health issues that some people are dealing with. Um, uh, we, we are able to discuss those at the steering committee level. Um, the challenges of the steering committee is to make sure we're all on the same page. And with this group that we have, and I'll say the drink, team, I have to say that we, we have people that are lifeline chronic. Understand exactly what the role is. Joanne and Kara deal with crisis. There's no other way around that. Juan and Aaron deal with post crisis, of course. And so we're able to get this this continuum of service here, and I'm just there just because it's my office. Yeah, <laughs> um, so so I'm able to draw on some of the, the, the long experience I've had in human services. Of service delivery to give a broader, more global perspective on how things work. Um, and so, we're, we've gotten to, got to a point where small um, not fast. We've gotten to a point where people are active in partnership. So those meetings every two weeks to discuss cases, we actually get a lot done in a short period of time. We're pretty, uh, pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about the way this group really works together. So we support each other. We have partnerships. We connect, Deal with complex cases. We're dealing with cases now because of the competition on our that we could not have dealt with two years ago. We could not have dealt with 18 months ago. It's because of the people that are on board now um, and the way we work together we're dealing with cases um, that when joint talks to people across the province, what we're dealing with, their jaws drop like, right? what? People in Calgary to. One of the things that you know, our team does well also is helping people navigate the criminal justice system. And that's something that the school's general's department is, is um, uh, really complimentary to us about the way that uh, our staff can help people through that whole that justice. Uh, um, so, so that's another positive for, for this group. Um, just a couple of things uh, June 15th, every year, is going on to be Day. We always have some kind of event, whether it's at the uh, Nelson Hill or Northbridge or somewhere else in the community. Uh, this year most of to the Saw and see some, some pictures. Just in the words, there's some in there dancing. Fortunately, uh, I could be there. As uh, uh, well supported by the public and network, uh, network members. We've done the, uh, the walk, the, the walk at the city center track. We had one year, 40 people or so, the, the police and fire for us. That was pretty good uh, awareness. Uh, Chief, um, Chief Davis is walking with us in 2017. Um, saw yourself up there. there's a dispatcher for me. Uh, a and there's uh, a couple of uh, the police officers on. Of course, we always had Kate. Kate's important. Uh, uh, <coughs> Here's some uh, contact information for, uh, for July get over there and also um three two one twenty two twenty two and after lunch we'll be uh
2: please answer any questions you might have
1: all right thank you guys so much for your, your attention and for your presentation. Um if the presenters could please uh head on up to the, the buffet line don't don't dawdle. Uh, get your lunch right away so that you're ready to go. You betcha. Thank you, thank you very much to Sean TV uh, for recording and broadcasting this and all of sacrifice sessions several times daily and for making them available on YouTube as well. Thank you to the Left Bridge Herald to CPXU FM Radio 1823 and other media For, that. um, for lunch? Uh, you, you just provide provide put the money in the basket on the, the university table. University of for their support. Uh, you're already starting on discussing the presentation over your lunch, so that's fabulous. I hope you have some fruitful conversations, and if you have any questions, please please think about those. You will get back to the q after lunch. And if you would like to purchase a SACA membership, you don't have to repeat this after everybody's focused. Uh, you can purchase your SACA membership for $25 from uh, Okay, That's it. I see you after lunch.